Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. We got our counterpoint going. Let's get it started. Lots to cover. We got John Dwyer, director over at Arius Technologies Incorporated, and Stephen LeDrew, in the flesh, Toronto-based lawyer, broadcaster. Are you allowed to say that anymore? In the flesh. I mean, this is a radio. It's public radio. In the flesh. Somebody is going to phone in and say you're not allowed to say that. No, no. Charles Adler goes way further. And they well, don't care. I know. <laughs> so if that can't get me uh, in trouble, then. But I'll I should mention you're also too. former Liberal Party president of Canada. When the Liberal Party was a Liberal Party. When you guys were normal. Yeah, when we were normal. Well, I'm still normal in yeah. the flesh. You are. Well, no. It's fine. I try to be. Let's talk a little bit, guys, about uh, St. Mike's. Yeah, John's in there somewhere. I'm, I'm just quietly listening, you know, just ready to pounce. There you go. Uh, oh. Let's talk a little bit about where we are with this vulture. thing. Uh, the, in, the story that, you know, just continues to kind of go on as we see more investigations starting, more videos. And the school has pretty much shut things down, sports and activities and everything. Exams aren't going to be held. And some would say, well, why not just press the reset button and maybe get your crap together and start again in the new year, no? What a silly thing for them to do. The thing they should do is move on. They should still have their sports. They should still have their exams. They should be out there saying, you know what? That was an aberration, which a lot of people say, Mike, say it's not an aberration. They say the only difference between now and 30 years ago, my friends who went to St. Mike's, well, maybe 25 years ago, are saying, (laughs) well, we didn't have, no one took pictures then. They didn't have all the cell phones, yep. and they didn't take pictures, and they weren't stupid enough to take pictures, but a lot of stuff happened. I mean, it's, and that's still no excuse. But the school, I think, should be saying, you know what, don't deprive everybody else of their activities. Do not have everybody else on the street. The best thing to do for those students, for all those boys at St. Mike's right now, be in school. And be really in school, exams, all kinds of sports, and everybody should be cracking down, and everybody should be also saying, this should not ever happen. There are aberrations, but it should never happen. John, your wife, your better half, is um, she works in a private school, and I know private schools are kind of getting hit really hard right now. I don't happen to think this is a private school issue, because I know it happens in schools, regardless, private or public. The point is, this one is just, um, I think because of the institution involved... It's just shocked everybody. But what do you put it down to? Do you call this toxic masculinity or is this oh. bad parenting? Well, look, I, 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 first of all, I, I disagree with Stephen. I think it's important for them to take stock of what happened. I think, you know, it, it's so horrifically sad and tragic. And the fact that this occurred means that it's happened previously. This is not, you know, just this, this, this one-off misnomer. And so I think, you know, it, it's, an, it's an incredibly difficult thing for the other kids to, to kind of diagnose what happened and, and to know that that happened in their academic community. So and what do they do, stand on the street corner and talk about it or go no, back to no, school, John? No, you... you, you, you I look, say go to military camp for a month. No, there's, That's uh, what my uh, parents would do when I was younger. I should rec- have done that with you. kids need to <laughs> reconcile what happened. And it's also such a systemic breakdown and failure of the administrators, the fact that the principal thought it was okay to keep this from police, he should be fired and never hired anywhere again. He needs his head examined. Yeah, the board, but the board says uh, he's doing a good job. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to defend that. What I understand of the uh, principal, his main concern, I understand, was with the victim and with the victim's parents. And it's not something that he went running off to the cops about because, you know, sometimes you have to consider that. So I don't think that the principal should be fired. I think that, uh, you know, it's second-guessing to do that. But, John, you know what? Where are you going to have those kids? Why are you just, okay, cancel the whole school year. Have them all out and about and, uh, you know, vandalizing, doing all kinds of stuff. No, they should be there, and they should be, somebody should be teaching them every day, don't do this. 
that's absolute sophistry. I, I think you sophistry I think or sophistry. Yeah, so it's okay. I can, we'll, we'll we'll spell it phonetically afterwards. <laughs> but I, what, what you're I saying is, what you're saying is 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 is, is confusing the the reality of the fact that it's a it's a systemic breakdown in the school and parents really need to take stock in whether or not they want their kids at this academic institution. Well, I think well, oh, I have to think rubbish. a lot of those parents have to take stock of themselves as to what yes. is going on at home. I mean, what look, their kids are doing, thinking they can get away not with. Not all, not all, but there some have to be some of those parents that have uh, enabled this cuz I'm sorry it, it to get to the level of violence we're talking about and the horrific nature of the that just doesn't happen. To bring up a young man and think that, you know, how old were they? 14, whatever 14 and it is. 15. 14, 15 that they can hold someone down, do what they did and get away with it and videotape it. I mean that that is stupid. Well that no yeah. that's unfortunately, yeah. They, unfortunately they live in Canada where the, where the Youth Offenders Act is going to cover all of this up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean a lot of these kids will will be treated as minors and when they hit the age of 18 it will not be on the record and of course they're unless they're sent- they could they could thing, be sentenced they can be it, depending on how serious this is they could in fact be sentenced as an adult and then they do get a public record so that we don't know what will happen with this but nonetheless don't make these kids into criminals i mean they they they're going to have to pay a penalty criminals you see what they did to these poor kids well they're, it's they're, alleged they're, they're not accused they're not convicted but when yeah, they're 18, give them, there's a video I, there's, Alex, yeah you got it's due, there's due process you've got to give yes, them that and legally i'm Bound by that. By the time I they're court, eighteen or so. nineteen or twenty, uh, they should be able to say, you know what, that was just the stupidest thing I've ever done. I'm sorry, I paid my price, and move on, and not have a criminal record for the rest of their lives. Give right. them a criminal record and, and, and throw the rest of their lives away because they ruined the kids that they. Why don't you just lock them up and put them in open. shackles for the rest of their life, John? No, we got to wait for this case to come out. But I, I guarantee, I mean, they're, they're going to learn a lesson that they they had never ever well, thought of. You know, it's that serious. Read Blatchford today. Yeah, she, you know, she, she wrote about it. And they've already learned a big lesson. Oh yeah. Um, after learning that Stats Canada was secretly going about harvesting our most sensitive banking details, now we learn <laughs> that not only did the they not tell the Privacy Commissioner, as they said that they did, but they didn't tell the minister in charge. He didn't have a clue. And instead of maybe pretending to be concerned, he just called it, you know, they're a world-class agency and they're respected everywhere. John, this thing should not be, should this not be cancelled at this point? Uh, look, the program that they're developing is, is pretty... I mean, it's out there. And, and, and by the way, we all have some collective responsibility to bear here because people go and they buy equipment that listens to us and we say, hey, Alexa, what's the, you know, it, it I don't take to Alexa to the bank. No, no, but but all of the information that we disclose to people on a daily basis is, in my opinion, uh, going well beyond yeah. what people should be comfortable with. Yeah. Then but stop doing it, John. But, but what StatsCan is doing here is aggregating the information on a specific uh, pop, a group of the population handing it over to the Canadian banks to analyze how they're spending and what they're spending it on, then giving the information back to StatCan, and they're saying that they're doing it, you know, essentially analyzing it in an anonymous way. I personally don't trust government enough to allow them to have that style of information, and I think it's absolutely wrong. Well, but, the people at StatsCan who are doing this didn't even tell the head of StatsCan. Well, right. That I person know, didn't know either. Not, so right. not only the minister didn't know, but the head. But again, the only response that I should be hearing from that minister is, you know what, we can't continue on this. We've broken public trust, and until we get that trust back and can give some transparency, we're going to put this thing on hold. This but, is Trudeau's liberals. This is Trudeau's government. We say, these guys are and women are the best people in the world. They're world-renowned <laughs> for taking everybody's information collating it, leaving it out, and selling it to the uh, marketers. Evidence-based. Don't you love it? what a bunch of game rubbish. Hey, no name-calling here. Just differing opinions going head-to-head. With Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. 
got Counterpoint going, John Dwyer, Stephen LeDrew all warmed up. Let's talk a little bit about Doug Ford today. Came out, and um, this is, of course, the day before the federal liberal fall economic um, update. Which Hold your breath for that one. Now. Hold on to your wallets for that one. And he challenged the prime minister to cancel carbon taxes, which will never happen. Roll back small business taxes, which will never happen. But the same question just keeps coming up. Take a listen. Do you, have, do you want to be Prime Minister of Canada? Do you have national aspirations? You know, a lot um, of people what, think what, that you do. No, what I want to do is fix the province. I have a great team. I'm zoned in on this province. Nothing else. Not federally nothing, but fixing the financial mess that we inherited. And I'm going to focus on that. And we, we have a, a great team. Okay, John, look, I get it. He is a problem for Justin Trudeau, but that these are the questions that are being asked to me is so ridiculous. I mean, he's been on the job five months. I'm sure he'll try to take a run federally at some point, but he's got a lot of time to make that decision. It's not the question he should be asked about today. Yeah, I I think the reason they're asking him that is obviously his engagement with other provinces across the country, because on April 1st, everybody's going to be faced with the carbon tax, which is going to operate under the cap and trade program, which in my opinion, is, is, is inherently inefficient and is never going to work properly, mostly because government runs it. Um, I think, you know, if you ask me personally, I think Doug Ford's doing a tremendous job. Um, you know, he's making some cuts that, that, are, that are unpopular. But cuts are always going to be unpopular. But so, John, do you think is, he should run then as, as for leader of the federal party? I thought you guys had one. <laughs> hey, look, the opposition, as you well know, is barely ever known unless they're a guy like Trudeau and they're born into celebrity. But, but you know, opposition people, unless they're a known brand, are not often known until about four or five months before the election. I think it's a smart strategy, too, because Trudeau's going to defeat himself. So <laughs> it'll be there, and it's not going to be Jugmeat is going to be taking over. So people are going to look and say, well, who's this, who is uh, the alternative? It's going to be the Elizabeth May. Oh, no, I'm just yeah. oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, but, you know, I think, I mean, you know, and happy birthday to uh, Doug Forrest. It's his birthday day, but I think it's, um, I think that uh, he is, he has had a very, very successful start, and he needs a few more years under his belt. So why is the press asking him? Well, you're in the press. Alex, I, I wouldn't have. A, I wouldn't have asked that. I mean, it's. It, no, I, you're but better I, than that. Well, no, but there's so many other issues I would be asking about. Yes. But there's no question that it is a problem for the Trudeaus, uh, the Trudeau team, because they're going to be campaigning not just against, uh, you know, Doug Ford, but the team behind Doug Ford. It's a very personal axe to grind with Trudeau's team. So it's going to be a war. But the, the, but even if you don't know Andrew Shear, Ford's got the kind of influence that can bring voters over. Well, Absolutely. then he should be out there working with Sheer. Well, I think he's got a job to do here. And, you know, I think they do get seen together quite enough. Yeah, no? I, I, and I think this, the, the, the growing support, obviously, that, that we saw when Doug was elected, which was, which was tremendous across the province, even though, you know, the, provi- the provincial and federal parties are mutually exclusive, I think a lot of people conflate the idea that, you know, like a vote for Steve for, for Andrew Shear is 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 by virtue of that uh, like support. What? Wait a second, John. What do you mean mutually <laughs> exclusive? Really? I mean Trudeau and and what's her name? She used to be premier. When they were like frickin' frack together all the time, and you know darn well the federal and provincial conservative parties across Canada. Jason Kenney, he's not going to be working for the feds. Mutually exclusive. Hey, look, if it's good John, for Canadians, I don't care what they do. I don't care at this point. I want oil to market. I want Alberta to be treated with a little bit more, res- a lot more respect. And I want this country to start damn well working. And I don't care who does it at this point, but I know it ain't Trudeau. And it ha- sure as hell ain't Jagmeet, Jagmeet Singh. So right. therefore, there's only one alternative. <laughs> well, exactly, unless someone else is running. But okay, we're off topic. Let's talk about the fight that uh, Trudeau then picked with Ford over the cuts to a school that really only, well, it became a priority in the last election because... 
Kathleen Wynne needed something to run on. She needed the French vote. And of course, out came this announcement about building a French school. But they also closed down the French French language service commissioner. And all of a sudden, it's like outrage. Like, we're cutting Quebec off. We're destroying, you know, our country's sovereignty, all the rest of it. Bottom line is, Stephen LeDrew, this is a fight that Trudeau is picking oh. because he wants the French vote. Because honestly, nothing's changed. Absolutely. I was, I was actually... You know, surprised that we have a French language commissioner <laughs> in the Ontario government. Right. Why? We have the ombudsman. Well, I mean, but I mean there's, there's, there's no one's complaining about it. I mean, there's a lot of respect for uh, French language in Ontario, and it's good for uh, it's good for the province. And uh, you, so you're absolutely right. I think you're right, Alex. He's just sort of picking a fight, and he's got to take a lot of marginal fights and try to cobble together some seats out of Ontario. Northern Ontario, down by Bell River, perhaps, down by... Uh, by uh, Woodsley, Ontario. He's got to get to know, but that's Quebec. But he's got yeah, to do this to try to get it all together. John? Uh, well, you know, I'd use my father's favorite thing, je le connais comme si je l'avais petit côté, which means I knew him like I knit him. This is nothing than just a, a simple political maneuver. Uh, Doug also canceled, I should say, the, the provincial conservatives also canceled three other schools, which were, you know, Anglophone or, uh, sorry, uh, English, uh, you know, the yeah. building of, of English schools. My daughter goes to uh, a French immersion school. There is a very thriving French immersion uh, program in many of the uh, uh, districts across the province. But they, uh, they aren't in peril, John, are they? No, they're not. No, not so this right, is so some, these are schools there's, there's that were projected. Point, yeah, and there's 14.3 million uh, people in the province of Ontario. 600,000 apparently identify as francophone, so that's, what, 4% of the population? Like, and, and what they're trying to do is, is is kind of meld those ideas together. It's not. It's just politics. This of course not. But it's like, also politics on. for his Quebec supporters. He can go to Quebec and say, I'm sticking up for and you wherever you are you. in Canada. A conservative government will destroy the French. Absolutely. So it's, it's to solidify his uh, his vote in, in Quebec. Let's talk about the mail. Can we talk about Canada Post? Who gives a rats you know what? <laughs> Well, they may, we heard late today that they may be ordered back to work. I don't buy that because, you know, they've just come out and warned customers that deliveries are going to be way late for the foreseeable future because of all the rotating strike. Justin Trudeau says today he's not going to get involved. Well, of course not. Well, it's the last thing he's going to get involved with because he does not want to piss off the unions. They're the support. But should he order them back, Stephen? Uh, they should have been ordered back a long time ago, and the government says, we put all the tools at their disposal, <laughs> mediators and conciliators and stuff like that. That is absolute hogwash. So the point is, Canada Post is a poorly run, antiquated dinosaur from the age when no one else could do the job. Now we have great delivery, private service all over Canada, and it, Canada Post, it should be like Sears, years ago, well, this past year. It's Sears gone, ran out of money, that now. <laughs> and it's gone. It's a dinosaur. What do you do with dinosaurs in business? You sell off the parts, and you let everybody either take their vacation pay and go home, or they get a job with the new, and we have private delivery service across Canada. Yeah, it I, got, work. You know, I got it. Yeah. I, 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 I hate to say this, but I, I totally agree with Steve. I want to well, be allowed, of that. You're allowed to, you're allowed to <laughs> yeah, agree. But the bottom line is, John, I mean, for businesses, this is killing them. And once they've taken their accounts away from Canada Post, which is their moneymaker, they're not coming back. But they right. shouldn't and get burned again. Of course and, not. And that's, that's a really good point. And that's what's going to happen. And I think the way that Canada Post operates is a hangover from Crown Corporations. And the, the inefficiencies are right. You, you don't have to look that much further than the CBC to see the kind of stuff that happens when, uh, you know, businesses still have, 
the 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 remnants of uh, shut them both down all over it. and 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 so <laughs> sorry I'll, wrong topic I about the CBC because they're kind enough to let me write an op-ed once in a while but <laughs> okay uh, well but, but as it relates to <laughs> and i guess we're paying for dollars? that too yeah we're paying you what how much for that five thousand dollars for that <laughs> anyways moving right along he's on the spot uh, but it is a great time though john for some business to come in and say like an uber like Canada Post should be Ubered in the sense that... But it's, Alex, it's happening right now. They are losing their business right now because even if Canada Post is legislated back, if the government has the guts to do it, which they won't get it done until next week, mm. then it's going to be another week or two delay while they get you know, get, you know, get rid of their um, their broomsticks and get back to, uh, to work. <laughs> and then it's too late for okay, those parcels really and idea. that mail to get around. That's a good idea, Alex. And this would be a really great opportunity for Alibaba and Jack Ma and all the great people who work at that company to come into Canada and, uh, and and help modernize it and use some of their efficiencies. Because I'll tell you, uh, we, we don't really know it here, but they are giving a good fight to Amazon globally. Yeah. Well, bottom line is, uh, I wouldn't be sending anything this is the last now year. because I don't trust it. This is the yeah. last year that businesses and charities, which also you know depend on Canada Post, that's the last year they're going to depend on Canada Post. This is it for Canada Post. 50,000 people, kiss your jobs goodbye. Because next it's year... Over. It's, it is over. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree. I think they've dug their own um, grave on this one, but we will see what happens. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Next it's time, both much. of you in person. It's nice. Then you guys get to wrestle and it's... Oh, no. no in the flesh. <laughs> there you go again, Alex. <laughs> well, we're going to have complaints to the CRTC about this. John Dwyer, Stephen LeDrew joining us now. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.